So, hello, hello. So just to pick up where we left off, I was uh, supposed to tell you guys about uh, my metric results, which were positive. Um, I had to ask my friend to buy me the paper and she brought it home um, from her house. And then uh, she just had already highlighted it for me. And it was one of those just exciting moments for me. And like, yeah, so yeah, I passed. I remember very clearly, I was like number seven from the top. And like, yeah, there was just like, like, yeah, my goodness, I passed, you know, after all. Because like, I don't think anyone expected that I would pass, especially from home. Because taking a look at from the first time around when I did my, my matric for the first time, the one that I initially failed, nothing literally was going on then because as a result, my, my, my gran and them fam, like didn't even know that I was dating and stuff like that. So like they didn't, um, think I'd fail, but then I did now situations are worse. Like, you know, so you're, I've got a child. So they didn't even buy the paper. Which is the reason why I had to just give a call back to my friend. Like, guys, when you're done with the paper, because I know that, you know, it's just a norm. That every family or household just buys the paper when it's metric results time. It is, there's, there, will, there would always be that, like, one child around that would be in metric. And, like the, like, the whole neighborhood would buy the paper simply just to check for that child. Yeah. It was just one of those situations. So then... Yeah, I passed, hey. It was my my daughter's born on the first of December. So my uh so the results came out it was the seventh of December, if not, I'm not mistaken. Even if I am mistaken, it would be like the second or the third day, third day from that, yeah. Because I remember it was like very soon after I gave birth. Then Oh yeah, so my mom called because she was at work. She worked, um, like she left home early. So then, yeah, so that's the reason why, uh, she couldn't buy the paper. Yeah. And then I, she called and I told her, no, I passed. And then like stress reliever. And then, uh, now the next step has to come into place. Now that I've passed, what then? What then? Yeah. So then, cool. She said that she's going to see me in the weekend and then we're going to discuss. And then that happened to be the weekend that we had to move to Phoenix anyway. Right. So everything has been sorted. Remember, the guy has gone and then now it's now my mom and myself. Yeah. And then the nanny who's looking after my little sister. Yeah. Cool. So then the first month I was at home, you know, and then now you must remember Mom is on her own and she has no helping hand because she has she has like no partner at this present moment in time. Yeah. So cool. And then like I knew I had to look for a job one way or the other. It's just that I just wanted to like give my 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 like my newborn baby uh, time with me, first of all. And, um, you know, for her to get that comfort, that love from mom, you know, but then I noticed, I think straight after three months that things are really not too good anymore. You know, this is like the, 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 the situation started deteriorating. Like my mom couldn't afford, like, 
you know, the, the bare necessities. Because I guess, like, she has to feed the nanny as well, just on top of me. Because in as much as she pays the nanny, the nanny sleeps over. So, like, there's too much of plates that's coming out just from one salary. So, I started looking for the job. My daughter was three months that I started looking for a job. So it wasn't norm on those days or during those days that like you send, you put out your CVs. Yeah. You, you go out there and then you, you just drop it off on the stores. It was one of those. Yeah. And then I wasn't looking cause of course I've just got metric at the time and metric was just the basic for you to get a, a decent job. Like your gray collar, you know, cause like you not, you're not qualified for any job just as it yeah and if you take a look at it you don't even have experience yeah but then it was just the basic requirements for you to actually get a decent job to be honest with you yeah so then i didn't get no responses first month was bad i think it was the fourth month it was bad no responses at all and then like, okay, the fifth month went by, no responses at all. And then I think after the fifth, mo fifth month, yeah, I think, yeah, fifth to the sixth month, my mom started talking to people that she knew that uh, should help her um, looking for a job for her daughter. And then, you know, they helped. But then I just didn't get any responses. I didn't get any in interviews, yeah? But then on that sixth month, I got lucky. So my mom's neighbor, the lady, remember, that was the stylist. So she had a daughter by the name of Zenzile who worked at a restaurant. It was a restaurant that was in, I've forgotten this area, but it's close to Zimbali Lodge, yeah? And then she had been working there for quite some time. And then the owners of where she worked had opened a franchise, Gabianos and Company. Yeah. So then, uh, so what happened then was then, um, when they opened this franchise, it started getting very, very busy. The franchise they opened was at Sibaya Casino, Gabianos and Company. I'm not too sure if you'd remember the elite coffee shop, the very busy coffee shop. If you're taking a look at, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it, like, what's this place? It's mug and beans, uh, like doesn't even take nothing from Gabianas and company, you know, like they were literally very, very busy and very expensive as well. So then cool. And then, ah, so what happened then was she hooked me up with an interview at Gabianas and company. And then I was very excited so I went for my very first interview at Gabianos and Company, Sibaya Casino. And then I was, I was actually called in for an interview by the lady uh, who goes by the name of Zuziwe Mapanga. Zu. Also like famously known as or well known as, better known as Zu. So then I came there. It was, my goodness, it was so 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 busy like it was overwhelmingly busy so then cool i then said to zoo you know i'm here for the interview and uh, she sort of like spotted me because i was in black and white like black and white was like was like the norm those days yeah if you're going for an interview you wore black and white and 
Yeah, that's what I was in. So Zuziwe was overwhelmed with work. She was also helping um, the waitrons and the bartenders around, yeah, and then speaking to some guests. So she didn't have time to do an interview. So immediately when she saw me, she was like, oh, hi, you're the lady for the interview. I was like, oh, yes, yeah. So Yuzu, she's like, yeah, I don't have time to interview right now. What I want you to, what I want you to do is I want you to take your bag, put it at the back. And then I want you to come and help us out here at the front. Are you going to be able to do that? I was like, yes, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, I'll be happy to do that. And then I started immediately. I started working. So I was overwhelmed with emotions. Uh, to me, it was like, okay, I got the job at the same time. I don't know. Did I not get the job? I don't know. But let me just do this. And then I started whopping tables. I started clearing tables. I started assisting with um, orders. And then because I was supposed to be a bartender, Zuziwe pushed me to go to the back. Um, not the back, sorry. Back is where the bartenders actually make their orders because she knew I was supposed to be a, a bartender anyway. Cool. And then um I then started making orders. These the, the these uh most of like most of the waitrons uh orders were tea, yeah, and it was sell on. Yeah. So they they wouldn't say, May I please have a, um uh, um a teapot or a pot of of pot of tea, they would be like sell on, please. And then I'll be like, What the hell is sell on? And then I ended up having to ask guys what is sell on. And they took a look at me, like, you know, when you second look, you give a second look to someone, like, who the hell asked what Ceylon? <laughs> because they already know. I'm the only one that doesn't know what Ceylon is, yeah? And it's just, it's just five roses tea, guys. It's just five roses tea. And then, the, uh, and I think she was old. Yeah, the older lady was like, oh, okay, you are new. Oh, Ceylon tea is the one with the red label, yeah? And then I was like, oh, okay, it's this, this tea. Okay, cool. Quite a number of orders came and then they were looking for salon anyway. And then I made that. That was very easy. It's making tea in the teapot. Cool. But then the, 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 the glitch came when I had to make a cappuccino. I made a couple of... Uh, no, no, no. The first cappuccino I made was like a flop. Because I asked, oh, you want me to make a cappuccino? And then I was very honest, guys. I don't know how to make a cappuccino. And then the guy said, ah, just press there. And then um, you just uh, take pots and then and then this is what you do. You know, he made it look and sound so easy. I tried. It was a flop. He didn't even care. He took it. He served it. I didn't get a complaint. And then the second one I made was for Pume, Pumele. Uh, and then she looked at it and she was like is that a cappuccino definitely not a cappuccino she threw it in the sink and then she uh, she started making herself yeah and then i was like okay cool but then i looked i looked at the way she made it i'm, I'm a very good observer yeah I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an observant student that's what i i always would call it yeah cool and then like i took a look at how she made it and then i started making it for others some took it and then there was another second one nombuso nombuso she took a look at it and she was like i this is not good enough because i was not competently making froth it's called froth most of them call it foam but it's not foam guys it's not soap it's froth so then uh yeah so <laughs> I, I I was not successfully making froth. So uh, she came to the back and then she started making froth. Then again, I took a look at that and I was like, ah, this is not too difficult. And then I started making it cool. Yeah. So then some of the guests used to sit at the, at the front at the, yeah, they used to sit at the bar area. So then 
like for them, most of them would complain because of course I'm still new. But the good thing about a new person is that people see immediately when you're wearing whites, black and whites that you knew. And then, you know, they're easy on you. And most of them were regular. So they'd be like, they'd point at what they're looking for. Yeah. And then I started making, you know, it was nice. And then guys, I made lots and lots of tips. I'm going to try and find a picture and then I'm going to put it on my and then I'm going to put it on my WhatsApp status so that you take a look at what I looked like when I was a party in my first job. Yeah, cool. Then, yeah. So then, yeah, guys. Then everything happened. I'm making, I'm ma- uh, yeah, I'm making tips. And then the first day has ended. And then I'm called to the back by Zoo. And then she's like, yeah, you can see what happened here. It's a very busy place. I hope you can keep up. I don't have a time to do an interview for you, but this is it. Yeah. So you are going to sign a contract for seven rands and uh, seven rands an hour. And you get paid on the 28th of every month. And that's it. And then I was way too happy. Like, guys, I was so ecstatic. When I got home, like, I told, like, mom, like, I couldn't even wait. When I got there, I was like, mom, I got the job. I got the job. And it was like, hey, they told you immediately. Like, I was waiting for you. Like, I couldn't believe it when I came back from work that you're still not here. And I was like, yeah, ah, it's because, like, it's very, very busy. I was tired, but at the same time excited, you know, looking forward to the next day. Because Zuzuwe had already given me my, chi- my shifts. Cabellanos and Company was a 12-hour shift um, uh, entity. I'm going to call it that. And yeah, I worked 12 hours and I, there was also shift work. Like the first three days, I was working 66. And then the next, I was working 312. 312 meaning 312 during the day, which is the afternoon. And then 3 to, uh, till 12 o'clock at night, which is, um, well, yeah, 12 o'clock at night, yeah then yeah guys yeah now i'm excited i'm working you know there's actually something that is refreshed in my life because now i've got a job you know even though like most of the time i was like tired like very tired most of the time but then i was just excited that now i'm working yeah okay so then yeah so i didn't take you through um, why I actually started looking for a job and actually working because I initially was supposed to go and register at varsity, which was at DUT, DUT now, but then pre- previously known as Natal Technican. This is the reason why I went to my dad's uh, workplace because he was not picking up my calls. Yeah. And he didn't respond, but then it was just like two, two calls that I tried to make to him, but then he didn't respond to. And then I decided to go to his workplace. And that was because I needed to tell him that I need to study. Yeah. And that was like, I think, no, it was, I don't think, I think it was the second week that after I had given birth, because my mom felt that, you know what, Kule, you need to tell your dad quickly because you didn't apply through CAO. For some reason, I remember my CAO was rejected. I'm not so sure why, because my marks were good. But then my, CEO, my CAO, which is an application, was rejected. So my mom was like, no, don't worry. There's a guy by the name, by the name of Nati. So that guy, what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak to him. He's going to be able to register in your school. But then you have to go to your dad and tell him that you need to give your registration fees because I know he's been saving money for you. I went to my dad's place, workplace, and then I had unfortunately found him um, or or, uh, found that he had already left for his 
duty. Yeah. So I had to wait for him. But then there was a, a guy by the name of Bapshengwa. So Bapshengwa was there still. And then he called him using, they used to, to use, uh, they used walkie-talkies to call each other from whichever station they were in or whichever post they were in to let, let each other know about whatever was going on. So he told him that the daughter is here. So he had to come back. But then I was so used or was already immune that if he had to come back, it could be something from three hours to like even seven hours yeah so i was not expecting him to come back anyway but then this time he actually came back i remember it was like around five to nine i still remember very clearly so he came back and it was like oh you're here he probably thought that remember now i'm taking you back from six months after my getting a job and working to now i think it was the second week of my giving birth and asking my father for money to go to varsity cool so now yeah so he's like oh yeah yeah you passed yeah and then he started telling everyone around my daughter passed yeah she finished matric everyone was excited they started giving me 10 rands you know just because they're excited and what and what yeah i got excited too in that moment and then i told my father the reason why i'm here is because when i tried calling you i couldn't get a hold of you I wanted to let you know that um, there's registration at Varsity and my mom says because she doesn't have registration fees for me, I must come and ask for me from you because like you have been saving Varsity fees for me. He firstly gave me a pause and then he said that unfortunately the money that I was supposed to actually use for you to study at Varsity, I, have I am using it for my mom's unveiling. Unfortunately, his mom had passed away some time ago and now it was due time for him to have an unveiling for her. So now that actually affected me going to varsity because he told me he didn't have registration fees for me. And then ultimately I couldn't register for varsity. And like I gave up on him that very moment, even though I was not really hung up on the fact that he's my father and whatnot it was more or less like he is the person that funds every most of the things that i need to do but then i just literally gave up on him then because like it was for me it was a big thing i wanted for it to happen and my dad had no reasons for for, for no reasons for him to give not to give me money because he didn't even know that i had a kid no one told him he li he lived far from home so it was there was no way that there was n even a neighbor he was going to meet to tell him that you know she has a child you know and then he can actually stand by that and say this is the reason why i'm not giving you money he knew nothing about my child so then, you know, it was just one of those where he just didn't choose me. He chose everything else just but me. Yeah. And then cool. I I was like, okay, no, it's cool. Then it's fine. I left that and then it was, it was as it was. Cool. Right. Then now um, life goes on. And then I'm like, when I start working, then I'm going to start to study. Then as I'm now working, I'm getting tips from Gabianas and company. I'm getting a salary. And then, you know, the culture, the first thing is you need to give your salary, your first salary to your mother. Cause like when you give your, like when you work for the very first time, the, the first salary goes to your mother. It's like, it's, it's a well-known, it's a well-known culture, um, uh, creed, not, not creed per se, but you know, you know it's, it's a practice. So I did that with a good heart, a clean heart, because I was making lots of tips, you know, I'm a bartender, you know, and, and it was, life was easy. It was very easy, even for taxis, it was very easy, like 
taxis, if you lived in Phoenix and you worked at Sibaya Casino, they would pick you up from home and they would drop you off at work. Pick you up from work, drop you off at home. It was just one of those. Just for, I think it was just for an extra three rands to everyone else. Because we had panthers as well. Panthers are those that gamble in the casino. So with those, like, you know, they would have to be picked up at um, Phoenix Plaza. But then when it comes to dropping off, they would be dropped off at home as well. Yeah. But then for workers, when it's time for the morning, they have to pick up workers and then most of the Panthers need, knew that they needed to be at the Phoenix Plaza by certain times because the Phoenix taxi only works on time schedules right up until this day. Cool. So yeah, it was just one of those. And then we, I, 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 I was very fond of Zuzi. Zuzi was nice. Zuzi came from the background of London Heathrow for experience. That's where she worked. Zuzi had attended or studied with International Hotel School, which I happen to lecture and facilitate and assist for now. (laughs) That's Zuzi. And, you know, she's really nice. She's pretty as well. And, you know, we looked looked up to Zuzi because, like, you know, when you are in your first entry-level job, you look up to those that actually are at the position that you want to be in. When you grow up, yeah, and she happened to be the very first manager for Cabianas and Company, so most of the time she wouldn't be there because, of course, it's shift work. If she's there, it's because um, it's very busy. If she's not there, it's because she's off. And then they employed a second manager. You know, it got really busy. It was it was rather impossible for Zuzi to make it all on her, her all. All, sorry, on her own, yeah. They employed Reshika Mohanla, no, Reshika Rambara. She's now Mohanla, unfortunately. She was married and now divorced. I'm sorry to share this, my friend, but I'm no, I know that it's a well-known fact, so I don't think you'll have a problem with that. So she was our second manager, who we didn't really see eye to eye when she started working. Like, I really felt like Reshika, at that time, I actually felt like she had little or very uh, or no regard for people, especially those that are not of the same level as her, like in management. So the way that she called P.S., you know, like line staff, like she used to flick her uh, her finger to call us. So, you know, when you flick the first finger to call someone sort of thing, like it really, really got me upset that she used to do that. And there was once a time I actually called her to, to the side to like to tell her that like this is unacceptable. Like, please do not be calling people this way, you know, including myself. Like, I don't like that. It's not nice. You know, it, it feels like it's a belittling act. Yeah, but she didn't listen. You know, she was not very good at listening. As a result, it was her word or no action or nothing. So I just I didn't like her for that. And one of the other things that I didn't like her for was that she micromanaged a lot. And we were not used to that. Zuziwa was very relaxed. And Zuziwa worked with us instead of working like a manager. She knew when she had to reprimand and she also knew when it was time to work and let me, let people work, you know. She felt no need to be behind us. We worked hard. I think she didn't want to be the extra burden. 
cool. Then now, uh, yeah, so we have this manager who's really on our case. You, most of the time she did spot checks. But spot check, spot check is done like randomly at any time to check if, if people have extra money from what they're supposed to have in their bags from the floats and whatnot. You know, it was sort of a way to actually see if people were stealing. She, Rishika did that a lot. Says she really got my nerves. Yeah. So every time I was working with her on a shift, I was really not happy with on that shift. And it just so happened that, you know, ah, she was always on my shift. Yeah. And she used to always, I think she picked it up that I really like do not like her so much. <laughs> so she was always, always, always on my case until there was this day where I was really not in a good mood. I was working a 312 shift. And I had just started my shift. I think she wa what did she want, Rishika? She asked for something. And then she asked for me to come and talk to her. But it was in a rude way, you know? And then I asked her, I can't I, like I calmed down and then I changed my voice. Even my face is like, Are you talking to me? And then she was like, Well, yeah, I'm talking to you. And then I asked, what can I help you with? And she's like, uh, yeah, come to the back. And I'm like, I've got guests. I can't just come to the back now. You've got to wait. And she's like, I'm your manager. So I'm asking you to come to the back. And then I, I disregarded that. I just went straight to the front. And one, as I tried to go to the front, to my guests, she pulled me. I That's the, the mistake she made. She shouldn't have. Because when I turned, I looked at nothing. I turned with a straight fist. I unfortunately missed. So when I missed, she stood back. So when she stood back, we had one of those doors because it was a very busy restaurant. Um, sorry, coffee coffee place. So it if you pushed, it went to the back. If you pulled, it came to the front. You know, flexible door. So I pushed the door. I choked it or balanced it with my foot. And then I said, I want to talk to you. Please come here, Rishika. I, sh I think she knew what I wanted to do. She was like, no, I don't want to come. And I was like, and then I acted like as if I'm calmed down. But then I was already shaking. I was way too angry. I was like, no, okay. You said you want to talk to me. Come then now. Let's talk. She didn't want to. I couldn't hold myself. I pulled her. I pulled her to the back, pulled her to the back. And then I think she tripped and fell. When she tripped and fell, I picked her up using her hair. Yo, guys, I don't know what came over me. All I know is that this woman was on all these walls, you know, and people tried to pull me. And the more they tried to pull me, I pulled up full blast. You know, I just couldn't be stopped. Until, like, I didn't want to be stopped from hitting her. That's how angry I was. And then until MIBs came over. MIBs are your bouncers because we have a club Krakatoa that was next to us. But then if it was closed, MIBs would be working around the casino but because, like, they work for the casino. But then most of the time, they saw uh, responsibility was Krakatoa, the club. Cool. Then they came, they picked me up. You're these guys, like they're all muscled up. If you've ever been to Sabaya Casino, you know what I'm talking about. I had not a chance. They picked me up like, you know, when you're being pulled by God. I don't know what it's like, but I have, I, I think I have an idea. So I was pulled up one shot 
held me by the side. And then there was two guys. Then the other held me by the side. And then because I was still angry, I was kicking and kicking and trying to pull away from the guys. Yo, I, I couldn't move at all. <laughs> These guys were way too strong for me. They took me the way they threw me outside. My goodness, guys. It was with a full blow. I on my back of my like my full ass to the floor or to the ground, if that's what you want to call it. And then you know, I think I felt my bone. It was as if it was breaking. You know, when it actually shifts up and down. Guys, me going to the taxi, it was like an hour trying to get to the taxi because, of course, the pain was excruciating. So now remember when I was fighting, I lost all my buttons on the fight. So I was on my bra. Like everyone is looking at me. You, you should have seen my hair. My goodness, it was like I, was, I had just come out of walk. <laughs> so... And then everyone is asking me, even the taxi driver's like, hey, Kula, what happened? What's going on? What's up? And then like, uh, I, I, um, I was still collecting myself. And then I started resonating what, have, what had just happened. And then like, yo, everyone was like shocked to see a person like this coming from Sibaya Casino. You can see she works there because I still had my shirt on. And then, yeah, hey. And then like, yeah, that was... My very first job, that's how I actually lost my very first job. Because, like, there was no hearing for a person who fights at work. And then, yeah, I was called, I was, I went to work. No, no, let me not take you through that first. I went home. So, when I get, I get home, my mom is like, what happened? What's up? Why do you look like this? She was shocked, yeah? So, it's like, yo, ah, I had a fight with my manager. She got to my nerves and I hit her. Yo, my mom was very disappointed. In actual fact, she was, she didn't know how to actually handle the situation. She's that person anyway. So I was like, yeah, hey, I fought her, but I don't know if she's going to send police or what. But then, yeah, I hit her. Then, ah, okay, she accepted the situation. Next day, I went to work because I had to give back lots of things. And then also, I was called to say, you need to come to work because you need to do signing of what's not and what's not. Documentation. I went there. I did that signing and whatnot. But the good thing about this, this is Sibaya Casino. I had already been working there for like eight months or seven ish, seven, eight months. So then, yeah, it was a franchise. It was not a part of the mother company, Sun International. So they were a franchise. Yeah. So tomorrow I'm going to take you through to the next step. Yeah, from that, which was not too long. It didn't take long for everything to actually just go back to normal or maybe get another job. So all that is going to be on my next podcast. Tune in.